Dr. Amalia Gonyas Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us in studio today is Bukle Pendalo Muda who is a vocalist and member of award-winning South African a cappella music group, The Soil. Welcome to the show. What a beautiful intro. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. And today we're interested in hearing more about your background, how yeah. everything started, and towards the future, what we can expect from hmm. you in The Soil. Yes. Um... Wow, I feel so old when I have to talk about my background and everything. Um, I grew up in Soweto. Um, I grew up in three different places in in South Africa, uh, being um, Port Elizabeth, where my mother was born, and Soweto, like four other parts of Soweto, you know. So I'm I'm proud to say that I'm a Sowetan girl, you know. Um I grew up in a not so big family, you know, and um my parents got married a year before I was born, so I I know I know their secrets. <laughs> I know everything about them. And um I grew up as a very flexible child and um low key attention-seeking child you know I always wanted to be seen I was loud and um, I was just out there you know and that's how I met the guys in high school because I was um, maybe something you could call as a popular girl in 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 high school and um, that's how I met up with the brothers um, Unsega and Lupindo uh, during a sci-fi, you know, we're just having fun and just jamming as young young kids, teenagers in high school, and just sharing um, the love of art. Really, not not just music, but the love of art in general. Because we also had poets in our circles, and we had um, we had people who were playing instruments. Although it was not like live, real instruments, because hey, growing up in Soweto, we didn't have the privilege of learning any instruments which leads to what we call now Gassi Soul that we're doing right now. So would you say from this and I I think it's extraordinary. I love a cappella in yeah. terms of what people can do and as we chatted briefly offline I, I call it a human orchestra. Yes, yes. Of finding your sound, being able to make the music out of your voices if you don't have access to piano, if you don't have access to guitar, you're there creating yeah. your own sounds. Yeah. And all of this formed in high school, you guys coming <laughs> together as, as yeah. young people. And was there any formal training or did you just pick it up and adopt your sound? Well, I think as a black child, you, you're born gifted. And uh, um, if you're not born gifted, it's going to be instilled with you by force. Um, I mean things like going to church, being forced to go to church, and being forced to um, take some sort of role in the in the in the Sunday school organization, you know, and um, being part of 
youth organizations in the neighborhood just to keep you off the streets you know you and all those organizations and all those spaces that we found ourselves in there was music involved and growing up growing up black is 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 like a musical really like everything is surrounded by music from from when you wake up in the morning and um to the to the kitchen parties that our parents used to have with their friends to the uncles gathering during the weekends and drinking beer and just sharing the gift of music to playing in the streets using the gift of music you know and and going back to bed and being 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 being, being celebrated by music you know we are just surrounded by music so it was by default for us to to be blessed with this kind of music and the only thing we knew was a cappella so and to us really it didn't mean a thing it just meant that we're just singing that's the only form of music we knew back then and that's the only form of music that was available to us so there was no formal training i think the training went as we grew into the music industry and we are still being schooled even now you know as we grow into the industry so now you're in and the way you describe it growing up it's almost like the rhythm <clears throat> of life was yes providing the music and the soundtrack yeah to what you were doing and, and your journey yeah and you've spoken about the the, the genre of a cappella that you do as being Yes. Would you say that you are in part responsible for for creating Kasi Soul as a sound? Firstly, Kasi means hood, means neighborhood, means the ghetto, you know. And um, the reason why we tagged our a cappella as Kasi is because it tells stories of the hood and relatable stories to an ordinary person you would find commuting by train, you know, and and taking a taxi or even walking to school or walking to work you know so i believe i believe i, I can proudly say that we own that 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 tag of gassy soul and i'm and i'm so pleased and i'm i'm so proud that we created a platform for other gassies you know so it is not just the, uh, the only gassy you could find there's gassies across south africa there's gassies in across africa and the world so each and every gassy child has has ha, has an inheritance of some sort to say there's a genre out there that represents me that is for me and that is by me so to me, it just gives me so much pride to, to, to have started something like that and not even being aware of, of the legacy we are creating. Because it's described by, you know, people have said melodic medication. Yes. Township jazz. Yes. Hip-hop. Afro-soul. Afro-pop. Yeah. I mean, like I said, our music is relatable and... Um, there's a particular song that is called um, Sunday, you know. It's a typical, pure love story, a very innocent love story. Girl meets boy. The girl is visiting 
the the grandmother for holidays and unfortunately she has to go back home and this girl saw this boy and they inverted commas fell in love because really i don't think they know what love is <laughs> they fell in love in a very childlike way and now this boy just is telling the story to the friends or whoever is listening that oh my gosh i met this beautiful girl but she had to leave because now she can't stay you know so that's what happens in our everyday lives so it somehow soothes the soul and just gives people um that faith to say oh my gosh i feel like they're talking to me i feel like they're talking about me so yeah so your, would you say your messages or, or lyrics are really about what happens in everyday life mm. stories? Yeah. So we've got love stories. Yeah. Any other type um, of themes that you would say are, are dominant? There's a song I'm very proud that we've uh, we've produced. Um, it's called um, Uhuru. Um, I remember it was inspired by the Fees Must Fall movement. Um, we talk about social issues as well. We don't just talk about light and fluffy stuff, you know, but at the end of the day, we do need some light and fluffy stuff, but we also need to to raise our voice about issues that are, th- are affecting our country and affecting the youth and affecting women in general, you know. So the song talks about our dissatisfactions with our government and the system in general. And it's not just our system in South Africa, but the system in general, especially when it comes to black lives, you know, um, the black lives that I n- are not Im- inverted commas important to the system so we we kind of we kind of send that message that we are dissatisfied as 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 young south africans social issues are incredibly important yeah and if i look at the, the world over music has been such a, a key influencer sometimes it's about inspiring people sometimes it's about lifting up the mood sometimes yeah. it's it's a powerful message but ultimately, it does provide a platform for artists to influence the public, yeah. either picking up sentiment, like you said, social issues of, of fees must fall, yeah. or, or other elements. Um, sometimes it takes on a commercial tone. Uh, but ultimately, when people stand up for a belief, um, mm. say it's in a human rights or be it a, equality, how do you see that role for musicians? The role is very important, but it it also boils down to what an artist believes in as an individual, you know. And um, I believe sometimes artists are lured to promoting brands just to just to enhance their what what can I say Pocket. pockets, <laughs> lack of a better word, pockets or accounts, or, or just to create hype around a certain brand that needs upliftment, and then they use a face that is known. But at the end of the day, I, I'm not judging any artist. But at the end of the day, it be it, it boils down to what a, a particular artist believes in. Your integrity. Yeah. For instance, um, as the soil, we don't endorse alcohol brands. You know, it's. Not really endorse, but we try and 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 walk away from from brands that are, 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 are alcoholic because we understand the effect of alcohol abuse in the community and in the society. So and and most of the time, our 
Our target market is the youth and our target market most of the time is young kids that look up to us and I don't think that would be uh, an important enough brand to to be associated with. Do you get what I'm saying? So you're very conscious about the <clears throat> values as individuals within the group as yeah. well as what the group stands for and also in terms of how you appeal to your target audience yeah. because you... You're very aware that they're looking up to you as, yeah. as influencers and what you're putting out there, they're going to be receiving and, and applying. Yeah. I recall reading an article about you in, in 2017. It was just after August in, in Women's Month. Yes. Where you urged women to stand up for themselves and to not accept mistreatment in their relationships. Yes. Do you see yourself as a gender activist? <laughs> of course, yes. I mean, I mean, I think I think every woman should be a gender activist, you know. And um, and I I personally feel that it should start right at the beginning, you know, and by treating our kids the same, you know. And I think in order for the world to to be what we want it to be, to be what it, it it was supposed to be because because clearly uh, there's there's equality is not a thing in, in in let me just talk about Africa in general equality is not a thing and 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 I feel like it in order for all these things to change or the narrative to change it it should start with the the generation that is that is mothers now like our generation of mothers, our generation of women, we must be able to speak equality to our children. If you have a girl child and a boy child, they must know that they're equal. It must start from the grassroots up, you know, and I feel like <laughs> this, especially this country is so far gone to a point where we can't now cut the, the ends of the tree in order for the tree to look. I feel like we must just take uproot the whole tree and start afresh and start by creating a world that is equal starting with our children if a girl child can wash dishes a boy child can also wash dishes if a boy child can play soccer a girl child can also play soccer you know so that our children grow up with that mentality that there is no difference between a male and a female so I'm I'm all for I'm all for equality for women. I, I'm I'm just like there, yeah. And the big point that's coming out for me in this conversation mm-hmm. is about is the role of of mothers yes. on being there to stipulate yeah. the equality factor and to equalize and to socialize kids in the right way. Because let's face it, the way that you you nurture a child, yes. Maybe indoctrination is a, is a little bit of a of a harsh word, word <clears throat> but they grow up believing in those values, and that's yes. what they take with them as they as lead on into adult life. And those are the the practices, the the customs that they apply in their relationships. Yeah, and it's not just the mother's responsibility to do that. I think that's also another problem in. In society, we feel like it's a woman's responsibility to teach our, our children the response. Fathers need to be there as well. Fathers need to be available. Fathers need not to um, p- 
pay maintenance to be fathers or or take a child to McDonald's or take a child to the school trip or whatever. It's, but it's superficial. Fact. Exactly. A father must be available. A father must play a role. A father must be a mirror so that a boy child and a girl child can can take some 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 mirror effects from the father's side so that they can be the adult that a father would be proud of at the end of the day. So fathers need to be present as well and work hand in hand with mothers so that a child can have both perspectives of life from their first reference of God, which is their parents. Yeah. Very powerful point. Okay. Staying on, on the topic of, of gender equality, there's a, a quote from Nelson Mandela, which always resonates very strongly with me, where he said, freedom cannot be achieved unless the women have been emancipated mm-hmm. from all forms of oppression. All of us take this on board, that the objectives of the reconstruction and development program will not have been realized unless we see in visible, practical terms that the conditions of women in our country have radically changed for the better and that they have been empowered to intervene in all aspects of life as equals with any other member of society. And all of what you've, you've just said now yeah. completely um, supports this this notion yeah as we develop um as a country how do you think south africa will look in in 20 to 30 years time concerning women's (laughs) rights and gender equality um it goes back to my last point you know when i look at my country in 20 and 30 years from now women are leading i think I'm so proud of of um, the generation I'm finding myself in. The generation of women that are relentless and unapologetically united. Beyond color, beyond race, beyond age. Um, for, for the past two or three years, I've seen such a, a huge transformation when it comes to women uniting in one and uniting in one voice for 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 the realization of women power you know and women existence because for so many years women have been trapped and not being seen as people who can take charge and take lead of of even the household not even going outside of the of the household, just by the household. I'm so proud to be um, part of a generation that is tired of being the neck. You know, I see, I see my country having a female president for the next thirty years, if we continue holding hands and fighting uh, in breaking the shackles of patriarchy. You know, and and I believe if women like Umam Ruth first did it with Abu Mamusisulu back then, I feel like we also can do that. And I feel like we are we are on the right path and on the right track in in taking our power back, in 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 relentlessly and fearlessly taking a stand and saying we are no longer the next though. 
We've never been the next. We were just told that we are next. And our parents and our grandmothers believed that they are next. But now we are actually realizing that, nah, not really. We've, we've been leading. So many leaders were leaders because of their women. Look at the documentary that was released, Yagam Winnie Mandela, you know. May her soul rest in peace. It That just painted a whole new picture of Madiba for us to say, wow, it is true when they say behind every successful man, there's a powerful woman behind them. But now we don't want to be, be behind of any man anymore. We want to take the stand and we want to lead. So I'm seeing progress for, for my country. It it just needs that that togetherness and the that resilience that we actually can conquer as women. You speak with a lot of passion, with a lot of inspiration <laughs> yeah. and energy behind your words on how you are actively changing your generation yeah, and yeah. the sphere around you. Today we're <laughs> talking to Butle Pondelo Mda, who is a vocalist and member of award-winning South African a cappella group, The Soil. You were listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective on frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band, also available on DSTV Channel 802. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Now turning to the soil for a moment. The group won Osama for Best R&B Soul Reggae Album. You've performed locally, regionally, and internationally. Is there anything or any place that's really stood out for you? Wow. (laughs) So many of them. Oh, my gosh. I remember this one year, I think it was around 2013, 2014, where we were invited to the Westminster um, to sing for the Queen and her family, I think that that's that's what stood out the most because we were representing um, South Africa because it had um, I can't remember what the event was about, but. It had different countries there, and we were one of a few African countries that were there to represent. And we just sang one song, and and it was just like, it felt like that room is so, the energy in the room was was so thick, you know. You could tell that you are in the midst of royalty, you know, Um and we always strive to to put uh, the South African flag high, and we did just that. And um, also the way the venues designed yes, acoustically, the, yeah, it's, it's, the music just yes, it's the, the right environment. Everything it was just <laughs> it was so beautiful. I think if I was a child, I would think uh, I was in heaven or something because. It was just shiny and just beautiful and just glittery and clean and just quiet, you know. It was just beautiful. And um, I think we've got Native Rhythms to to thank for all the world stages we've performed in. And I love home, really, you know. Um, I love performing for for our people, you know. 
Um, the other performance that stood out for me was when we went to Morogoro in Tanzania. That's where we learned so much about the history of our country. And we sang for, I like singing, I like singing for ordinary people. I like, they have this genuine thing in their eyes that, and this yearning for, for something new and, and, and this appreciation that you can, you can feel in their energy. So I think for me personally, those were the two performances that actually stood out for me out of a lot. <laughs> yeah. And looking towards <clears throat> the future, what are the, the touring plans for, for this year or events that are coming up uh, shortly? Um, we, you know, we, we don't perform so much back at home, you know, and that kind of worries me sometimes because they do say charity begins at home, you know. Um, I, I'm so happy to, to have known that this year we'll be doing a lot of 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 home tours you know we are currently embarking on our tour of the Gorobela tour Gorobela is our new single um we will be starting at uh, the Silver Star Casino uh on the 15th and 16th of February so that should be exciting because we plan to um go across the country to to spread the word we'll be performing with the 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 beautiful and harmonious i can't even describe their music it's so beautiful and i feel like they are they are the the mambazo in the making they are the mambazo of 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 our generation and i'm i'm so happy that a cappella is it has resurrected from from wherever it sort of like died you know because the only people that we looked up to for a cappella was the Lady Smith Black Mambazo. So I'm so proud to be one of uh, the people that will be tagged as the a cappella legends one day, hopefully, you know. So we we will be singing with the a cappella band, which is called The Legacy. I feel as though you're almost teasing us. You've you've spoken about the song Sunday. You've spoken about <laughs> you've spoken about performances at Westminster. Yeah. Doing performances in Tanzania, performances yeah. locally. Can you share a little bit of Kasi Soul and perhaps a, a couple of lines from Robello? <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> My Wow, okay. Um <clears throat> Aumalo, kiso ngating to melaikanda. Aumalo, mesho akasun shiyisikanda. Aumalo, nangu muntenki kiso matolo. Uye yeni, sengating fagintando. Intando is actually korobela in Isizulu. So korobela is love potion, for those who don't know. So, just, just... Going back to my point, my first, first point to say it's relatable music. Um, Gorobela is a known word in the location, you know. We know when someone has, has been fed the love potion, that person goes a bit cuckoos and um, that person just shows this extreme love for this person and does crazy things in the streets, you know. So we're just expressing the effects of 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 having a love potion. And is that why 
the launch dates are around about around Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. You get what I mean? Okay. That's right. That's right. So it's all about love, and we love love. We're suckers for love. Turning towards personal perspective, yeah. And I can see that home is very much a part of your your fabric. Yeah. But particularly not just home South Africa, but home Soweto, and. In your hectic schedule, you've somehow still managed to find time to do charity work. Mm. I believe that you've got a, a project which is called Soil Sister. Soil Sister Project, yes. Which you work with social workers to educate high school kids on depression and other social problems yeah. that they're facing. Please tell us more about the work. You know, I'm I'm a very passionate lover of the youth. And I feel like in order for this country to be what we dream of it, we have to make sure that the children are okay, the children are good, you know. And I've realized um, so many, so I've I've heard of so many suicide stories in high school and uh, in high schools and and suicide stories with with people from from the ages of what 15 to at least 30 you know and um i i realized that there is a gap between the student the teacher and the parent because for instance a typical story the teenager, let's say a 13-year-old, wakes up in the morning, the parents are already left for work, wakes up, prepares lunch, if there is lunch, prepares lunch and walks all the way to school because I used to walk as well to school, like for 4Ks or something. So this child walks sometimes on an empty stomach. This child walks from home to school gets to school and the teacher teaches the child and maybe one child becomes very rebellious and doesn't want to learn and bunks classes but the teacher doesn't even want to know about that the teacher just wants to teach that's why the teacher is there you know and then the teacher and then the child leaves school goes back home walks back home gets home cleans the house prepares supper for the parents, sometimes sleep without even seeing the parents, maybe does the homework sometimes or sometimes doesn't, does homework, sleeps, wakes up in the morning, same thing. Then this is the gap. No one cares to know what the child is feeling. So the emotional vacuum. is feeling. No one cares to ask the child, how are you? So I'm trying, the reason why I did this project, I'm trying to create that gap to say, how are you doing? Like for real, on the real. How are you? What, are, what do you think about when you're by yourself? What are the things that piss you off? What are the things that you're passionate about? Because between the parent and the teacher, they don't do that. The teacher teaches the curriculum. The parent hustles for the child to, to go to school. There's never a space in the day to sit down with your child and ask them, 
how are you how was your day so i'm planning to work with 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 people from the government <laughs> somewhere to try and assist me to to making this a a, a dream come true mm. for me and hope for for the youth of of every location or every ghetto in South Africa and Africa it's a very important social yeah. gap that you're you're filling there one of the questions that i ask all my guests on on the show who've yeah. made tremendous achievements in their respective fields of of work is about some of the factors that have contributed to their success mm. so what would you say have been some of those elements wow um contributing factors to my success um I, I I don't think I've succeeded enough. Um, I think the only success I've accomplished is just fulfilling my dream for now. But I feel like the reason why I'm here is because of my mom's prayers and my mom's teachings and my mom's voice that keeps ringing in my head every time I think of doing something wrong and something out of my family values, you know, and... Um, I think for the past eight years, it has also been my child. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful feeling to, to watch yourself evolve from being a child to being a parent. So, and, um, going through the happenings of life and making do and, trying to make ends meet you know I used to watch my mom actually making ends meet and I used to commend her and sometimes feel sorry for her to say wow you're doing a great job and we see you and and we appreciate you and thank you and now I am that person who's like wow who's trying to make these ends meet and I can see from my child's eyes because because her emotional intelligence is just crazy she she actually our conversations are are so deep she actually said to me the other day i don't think i want to be a parent and i asked why baby and she said it's it's hard labor i mean i have to take my child to school i have to go to work i have to do this and this and this and that and I don't think I'll be able to cope, but you're coping, mommy, you know. And that for me just gave me so much courage and so much strength to keep on being the mom that my mom was to me, you know. So I think those are the driving factors, you know. I always want to do more. I always want to achieve more. I always want to to reach that status of success which i think i haven't reached as yet but success for me comes in stages you know and you can't you can't restrict success you can't say okay hashtag mama i made it you can't really say that because in life is a process life is a learning a learning process so i think success comes in stages just like school just like life yeah but that's a really good thing because it means that you're always chasing tomorrow yeah yeah all the time and finally, as we close oh my gosh. the conversation, are we, we are closing. I feel like I talk too much. <laughs> Please, can you share a few words of inspiration or wisdom that you'd like to pass on to our young ladies oh, listening yes. to us on the continent? 
Oh yes. Um these are the words I I live by. My mom always says, never ever forget where you come from, you know, and and she always says impumelelo isendaveni which means um success is at the top of the mountain, you know. So it it's it's a climb, it's the climb that matters, you know, and um you are climbing to to reach that certain peak where you will be able to say yes i made it so to all the women and the, all the young women i say to them live and <clears throat> don't apologize for wanting to be the best version of you the best version of you is known by you you can't be restricted or boxed because of society you can't be you can't be tamed you can't be chained you you are great and and you are a king you know and i feel like if we learn to to make sure we polish our crowns as women we sit down we have sessions of polishing each other's crowns i i i have a picture of it of queens just sitting in a row and just polishing our crowns and and showing each other you've missed that spot you know or let me get that spot for you you know and and your crown can be your craft your crown can be your 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 education your crown can be your home your crown can be your body your crown can be anything that that values yourself so make sure that crown doesn't rust on you make sure you don't sleep on your crown don't let your crown rust so that your crown and your crown must be that first thing that people recognize when you enter into a room so that they they don't see anything else but see your greatness see your potential you don't have to prove yourself to anyone we were born great so it is important to stay shining not for anyone but for ourselves beautiful message believing in yourself and letting yourself shine through yeah Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This was so great. Thank you so much for having me. We wish you all the very best of luck for the future and um, hope to have you back on the show soon. Thank you so much. God bless. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Butle Bandalo Mdar, who is a vocalist and member of award-winning South African a cappella music group, The Soil. 